When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 13 weeks of it. 13. It was 13 weeks. It was a very long time. Yes, it was four. It was almost four and a half months. Halloween was a breeze because <laughs> we did like three episodes in one, yeah. in one night. And we covered a lot of ground with them. We did. That we did. And we're covering a lot of ground here. And we're going to oh crap. You cover a lot of ground yourself. You better beat it. I heard they're about to build a taxi stand where you're standing. <laughs> I'm sorry that come on. You know I had to drop the Groucho Marks line. And this is why I play the intro. <laughs> Hello, and we are live with Rats Hell Review. Guten Tag. Hello. Hi, James. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Lou. Hi, Wayne. Hi, everybody <laughs> watching. Howdy, Dr. Nick. <laughs> hello, everybody. <laughs> ah, crap, what happened to the thing there? So, yes, hello to everybody watching the show. Um, anybody who's watching this now or listening to this now, well, actually, if you're listening to it now, it's recorded. But um, either way, uh, we will be live tonight at 10 o'clock with the... Uh, bunch of really cool people doing the king diamond podcast it's the first uh, live episode of it so it's gonna be a lot of fun so if you're gonna watch this show maybe take a little break after we're done here and come back at 10 o'clock and watch that it's gonna be a lot of fun you got a lot of guests tonight you got ralph Vieira, you got lisa Mann, you got bobby lucas the guests you got, you got a relative who's who of the people who have uh, who have unfortunately been on this network yeah and the poor schmucks <laughs> those poor those poor uh, but now we're not going to talk about king diamond now but we're going to talk about the new in flames album uh bear with me uh lou talk about something i'm just updating and letting everybody know the show's on okay so i know that what we wanted to discuss prior to discussing the in flames album we were looking for metal news but there's really nothing going on in the world of metal and hard rock. Um, for example, there has been some uh, random uh, innuendo and rumors that a Richie Sambora, one Richie Sambora, is supposedly coming back to Bon Jovi. Um, oh, is that Richie Sambora doing that? Or is that Bon Jovi actually throwing up the rumor? Well, from what I read on Blabbermouth, that was Richie Sambora who... Uh, was quoted as a possible return to Bon Jovi. Now, I think this could be a good thing for Bon Jovi because John can't sing anymore, but Richie still can, um, which is the one advantage that he has over Phil X. I never heard Phil X sing, but um, I don't know. I It's Bon Jovi. Why are we even discussing it? Moving on. Next thing. <laughs> um, Ghost has announced their re-imperator tour for summer 2023 in the United States with special guests Aman Amarth. So all Swedish all the time. All Swedish. All you need to do is put a reformed at the gates and in flames. And you got Swede Fest in the United States. Oh, I thought that was my family reunion, it's called. Oh, that's you mean you didn't get the invite? I didn't, man. I oh, they like must I'm not like you, out. James. No. <laughs> uh, fine, fine. I won't. I won't invite them for the Ludvisk and freaking you know Lindenberry Jam. Uh, you know, eating afterwards. Okay. That's right. 
And um, what else? Um, Lamb of God and Creator released a single this week. Whoopee. Okay, that's all the metal news that we got. <laughs> I love Creator. I haven't heard it yet, so I'd like to hear it. But the Lamb of God, I really don't care about. I mean, were you a fan of the Lamb of God, Negadeth? Uh, that is news. What? That is news. I just remembered. That? Marty Friedman will be returning to Megadeth for one night only mm. at the Budokan in Tokyo. Because mm. that's where he lives. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. But Pretty uh, much. <laughs> and surprisingly, that's the first time Megadeth has ever played there. Megadeth's never played the Budokan before? I, from what I read, I don't think they've ever been there before. It's the first wow. time they've ever been there. That's crazy. Anyone who's ever been established has played the Budokan. I, I don't know. Maybe huh. I read it wrong. It's possible I read it wrong. <laughs> I just I just think it's funny because the last time I've seen Anything's Marty wrong. Freeman live was actually on a New Japan pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool that he was on a New oh, Japan yeah, pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, he did he did Tanahashi's entrance. Yeah. Very cool. You don't need a Strauss of Alice, formerly of Alice Cooper, uh currently of Demi Lovato. She um uh you know, kick she, your ass. She could, um, and or I wouldn't mind. They, they can't. They can kick your butt. Exactly. Uh, she actually came out with. Uh, oh, who's the uh, Japanese wrestler from NXT? Uh, Shinji Nakamura. Is that who I'm thinking of? Uh, Shinsuke. Shinsuke. Uh, Shinsuke. Yeah, Shinsuke. Well, you, you. you know, you know why, right? I don't. Uh, they're both uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's cool. But yeah. Nita's an awesome guitar player, so that's that's cool. Um, I I feel like there was one more thing I wanted to mention. Uh, Marty Friedman, Budokan. Yeah, you know, I can't think of it. I, I guess it wasn't that important. Apparently not. Only one thing. That oh, is oh, very oh there is. One, one, I one. forgot. There is one more important thing. One. So Wasp you know, is doing a European tour this year. And I'm very proud to say that Music is Life podcast alumni, Images of Eden, are the opening act on the entire Wasp run. So congratulations to Images of Eden. Very cool. Congratulations. Nice. Not too many bands can say they opened up for Wasp. That's pretty cool. Especially a whole tour. That's, That's good. Yeah, the whole day, the whole, the whole, I think it's 40 dates. Wow. All across Europe. So nice. cool. Good show. People enjoyed his first run with Wasp. So good show. Yeah. I think that was his first American tour in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been a long mm. time. And, you know, even though people said that he was using some backtracks, uh, you know, they still enjoyed the show. And, and he, uh, Blackie, you know, admitted that he does use them, but it's like, you know, what are you going to do? He's old. His voice ain't there anymore. You know, it's funny. We never had this discussion on Rat's Eye Review about the whole backing track uh, for live shows. I, I remember um, in in the fall of last year, it became such a big thing because of uh, Ronnie Radke on um, from I forget which band he's from Falling in Reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had to cancel a performance for the band because apparently their laptops are missing. And then Eddie Trunk on in his tirade going, oh, this is what happens when you rely on backing tracks and don't do live shows. And Sebastian Bach got involved onto a war awards of Ronnie Radke. So listen, I, I, I don't have any dog in the fight. I could care less about Eddie Trunk and Ronnie Radke and um, Sebastian Bach. But uh, all I'm going to say is this. Um, the type of people who complain about bands that use laptops to either help out with their lighting or to help out with backing audio tracks or whatever. And, and, and you know that the bands are in lip syncing. They're just using them as aids. Plus, it's just a lot simpler to lug a, D, uh, a DAW um, plug-in for amplification as opposed to lugging in 27 half stacks like Yngwie Malmsteen would. So for me, it's just like, you know, you got to consider the logistics. You got to contribute. You got to consider, you know, the fact that gas and lodging and things like that, you know, it's, it's, it's very expensive and, you know, bands need to be able to afford to pay their crew and whatever. So if they can cut back by putting the stuff on the laptops, who cares? As long as the people are enjoying a good show and the bands are performing, 
to the best of their ability. Um, there's only one thing I could say to the people who are detractors of artists that use computers, you know, artists like Periphery and, you know, uh, even Animals as Leaders. If you're going to complain about that, chances are you're probably the type of person that wouldn't support them in the first place because you're stuck where you are. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm kind of like torn on it too because it's, it's like, you know, if you can't play your own instruments and, you know, what kind of musician are you? But then I also understand that, you know, these, a lot of the new music, that's how they play the music. You know, that's how they get all their sounds and everything. So, you know, I, right. I get it. But I'm not saying that the that the guitar players the the and and the bassists and the singer are not performing. Right. I'm I'm just saying that on the laptop is programming that you know helps their lighting or it helps their their DAWs because let's face it, you know some people would rather use the John Petrucci plugin than have to bring in an entire Mesa Boogie, um, full stack. Yeah, yeah. it so, makes sense. If the logistics make sense on that, who are you to shame? Who's anyone to shame them? Why are you band shaming? <laughs> Go no, get your no, I mean, I, mean I, I, Go I, my I, I, under, I understand the whole Ermigerd is not the same sound, you know, and all that digital and analog people that that don't like, you know, that everything's gone to more simple and you know, and it honestly, let's be real. If bands like Led Zeppelin and all of them could do the stuff on a computer, do you think they would oh, literally be carrying that. all the freaking stacks and amps and everything that you had to do for back in the day day? Yeah. Now they would do simplicity. What do you got there in your hand? I want to show oh, the Is that a bomb? Something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a bomb. <laughs> got a bomb. This is a Horizon Devices Apex preamp. This is the live rig that I use when I do shows, because guess what? Mm. Plug my pedals in here from my guitar, plug this out to the PA. This is all I need. I don't need a gigantic half stack to make a big sound. So yes, compact is good. Mm. And he, he has a lot of pedals. I saw them. Don't worry, I've cut down <laughs> on them. <laughs> you, you think Tom Morello's got a lot of pedals. <laughs> well, there's a difference. I know how to use my pedals. Tom Morello doesn't. Whoa. He just hits them until they make a good sound for the song. That's all. Listen, listen, James, did you not hear that cover of the Game of Thrones theme that he did? The Game of Thrones theme did not need the Digitech whammy. <laughs> he always has the Digitech whammy. Everything. I but mean, it's not necessary. Oh, oh, don't get me wrong. It's completely unnecessary. And uh, honestly, for me, and I know this is going to sound weird because I do like Rage Against the Machine. I do like Tom Morello. I think he over. I think him being the pinnacle of all that is guitar playing is a little bit overblown. Mm. Um, I don't think he's that good. I just think that he makes really interesting sounds with it with the uh, guitar, which is what he's, I enjoy about it. That's his gimmick. I prefer yeah, Adam Jones's simplicity. Adam Jones of Tool, I think, is a is a better. I prefer him to Tom Morello. So. I mean, I, I I prefer the musicality of Tool over Rage Against the Machine any day. Also, but... well, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? I mean, there's one band I've seen live. There's the other band I haven't seen live. You can take a pick on which one I've seen live. I've seen both live, <laughs> and Tool was better. Yeah. Uh, actually, a friend of our show, Billy Ray Valentine, it's his favorite band is um, Rage Against the Machine. So. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> He's no, not watching. I, I get it. I enjoy, I enjoy the hell out of Rage's Machine. So. Oh, and speaking of uh, Billy Ray Valentine, uh, I'm waiting for our radio station that's going to start soon. I don't know. I've been hearing about this for a year now, but um, uh, freeworld.fm. So everybody go to freeworld.fm and uh, hit the I think, I think I think Freeworld found out your uh, your playlist of everything you were going to play, and it was a lot of Halloween, so they had to like actually get get a hold of Halloween to make sure <laughs> they weren't going to get copyright. You know, the season I can't all help Halloween all the time. I can't help but think of the movie Eight Mile when I hear Freeworld. Can't help it. I don't know. James gets it. I don't get it. I saw the movie. I don't remember. Fuck the free world. Fuck the free world. Not not you, Billy Ray. I'm talking about the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, There's four people in the chat. Two of them, probably me and Lou. Uh, But whoever is here, please join the chat and uh, let us know uh, what's going on. One of them is me. (laughs) One One of them is also me. Oh, so it's just us. So thank you to the one person watching us watch ourselves. 
<laughs> it's hey, probably I just, YouTube, need, I just but... need to keep track of the of the comments here, you know, since I don't have the access to see the comments, Wayne. Um, that you know, I don't know who's actually hey, watching on the this. chat there. Exactly. Uh, all right. So getting on with the show, uh, I do have some things that I did get in the mail uh, within the past few days. And, What'd you get? Uh, What'd you get? Some pretty cool stuff here. Revolver had a sale by three records for like 70 bucks. So uh, I got Judas Priest, Sad Wings of Destiny. That is an interesting glossy album cover. Yeah, it's nice, right? It's, it's uh, embossed or embossed or whatever they call it. The embossing is boss. Yeah, so and there's really nothing inside just like that. And then the two Thank records. You, James. And then that way, but uh, yeah, no, it's cool. Very cool. I haven't so really listened to. It. I always enjoy a good heavy metal band that uses black on black. Yes, you have to remember uh, the... none more black than Spinal Tap. <laughs> the yeah. black Jamal one. Uh, he says hello. He's listening. So thank you for listening and watching. Uh, Alice Cooper, Detroit Stories. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, Alice. So yeah, this is for that was uh, for you. This is for Manny. Manny. Uh, We wish you were here. Um, So that's that. And the other one is uh, Armored Saint La Raza. La Raza, viva La Raza. That's also for you too, Manny. La Raza. Uh, So not the uh, not the best Armored Saint album, but it still is a decent one. So and for Conan, if he's watching, exactly. And my last thing I got, which is on topic for tonight, is uh, the new In Flames album. And it also came with an autographed uh, postcard. So I thought that was cool. That is very cool. The whole band signed it too. Look at that. And sometimes I just get like one member of the band. It's like, why did I just spend 20 bucks on that? But that was the whole band. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. I ended up getting something in the mail, but I don't know if it's worth discussing because you just brought up in flames and that's what the topic of tonight's show is. That's it, right? Go ahead. Oh, no, no, completely derail it. I've also got something in the mail too, but it's completely nothing to do with music. Yeah, well, why don't you go first, James? Well, um, because I have to study for being smarter and get more money. I had to get a study guide for CIFSB. <laughs> so whole boring. Thick, thick old book. Oh, that reminds me. I actually need to read the autobiography of Kelly Garney. Um, I'm sure not that many people outside of Quiet Riot fans know who that is. So I'm going to explain who that is. He was Randy Rhodes' best friend, and he was the original bassist of Quiet Riot. So I'm um, going to get him for Music is Life podcast. And uh, Manny's going to be on that one with me. So oh, cool. Looking forward awesome. to that. So as far as what I got in the mail, um, as I mentioned before on the show many, many times. All right, nobody that, cares. Uh, so okay, let's move right along. No. <laughs> that uh, one of my gateway metal bands was a band of three brothers out of Ireland, um, north of Belfast, called Mama's Boys. Oh. Um, now they... Um, have one, two, three. They have two studio, one studio album, one compilation album, and one live album that is available for streaming on all uh, streaming media platforms. This is because um, Pat McManus, the band leader, songwriter, and guitarist, um, went through the same process that every other young band from the 80s did. They signed their rights over to the label without any ownership of the original masters. Hmm. So as a result, all their classic material is completely out of print with the exception of this album, uh, which is now out of print now, but uh, (laughs) this was a uh, print out of, I think it was a couple of thousand that were made. And this is their original, as you can see, bootleg album, their original studio album that they wrote when they were just young teenage boys in Ireland, produced by uh, Barry Devlin of the band Horse Lips. And yeah, let me tell you, it's 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 shitty audio because it's a demo, Mm. but I can't help but appreciate the rawness of it. Um, this showed a band that was hungry and was on the verge of success until bad management stepped in, bad record label stepped in. And the drummer, Tommy, uh, who had leukemia at the age of nine and recovered and on the verge of their first big American tour, 
uh, relapsed again from leukemia. So he was actually replaced by Jimmy DeGrasso for a couple of legs of the tour. And, you know, his remission would be on and off until he unfortunately succumbed to the disease in 1994, which cited the end of Mama's Boys. But I was able to uh, get this on Discogs for 20 bucks. And uh, it was worth it just to hear what this band sounded like before um, they, for lack of a better term, before they were about to hit it big. Because, you know, I think Jive Arista was sitting on a gold mine with them and they blew it. But so it was a case of a lot of bands from the 80s. But I am friends with uh, Pat McManus, who is one of the nicest guys and always talks guitar shop with me and like you know i would love to have him on music is live podcast but you know it's a bit difficult with the time difference him being in ireland and us being in the states on the east coast but one day one day i hope to get him so yeah, there's a huge time difference there yeah five hours six hours six hours actually it's only yeah, five that's a tough one still it's tough that's a lot of hours mm-hmm. uh but yeah maybe one day i've never heard anything they've ever done I know the name. My favorite album of theirs is available on Amazon Music and iTunes, Power and Passion. So if you want to check it out, go ahead. I don't think you'll... Well, I don't know if you won't like it or not. I would just say, you know, give it a shot. It it Actually, it wouldn't be a bad idea to cover them for Screams from the Grave. Could be an idea. Yeah, because they were a very big cult fan. Believe it or not, they opened up for Rat. They opened up for Dio. They opened up for Rush. Um, they opened up for Y&T. They, they were on the verge of breaking through. Hmm. And they didn't, unfortunately. Again, Jive um, Arista, Whitney Houston, you do the math. A bunch of Jive turkeys. But uh, one man that did <laughs> break Cocaine through. is a hell of a drug, is what he's saying. <laughs> I'll say it for him. I don't have to worry about any record companies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank, uh, one, thank you. One band that did break through is In Flames, uh, and they have a new album out. It's called Forgone, and uh, it's actually really, really good, I think, anyway. Um, I got my notes here. Hold on one second. Um, I became a fan of In Flames really later on when Reroute to Remain came out. It was never really into death metal, uh, but on that album, they were really uh, changing as a band. I really liked the melodies they put in their songs alongside those really heavy riffs and the growling vocals. They made it all work. Uh, after that album, I really started to stray away from. Uh, they started to stray, stray away from their sound and going into more or, alternative metal type thing. Uh, I actually do like some of those albums and, and songs from those albums. They, they've always been a good band, but uh, the fans really gave up on these guys over the years, which I think is funny. You know, there's so many elitists, and you know, to hate a band because I mean, I understand it. You know, they're not the same, especially those first few albums with a really death metal i can see not liking the the later stuff but they're still a good band i think anyway um but uh do i think those fans are going to come back after hearing this album no i, I think there's, there's still there's nothing here for them still you know if they didn't I, I, like I'll, I'll disagree with that but you think I'll, so i, I don't yeah, know i don't think there's I'm enough james i don't think there's enough here for those people to come back as a, as a fan Maybe of the, older of, of older in flames, I will respectively disagree with that. I, Me too. I think I think the fans of like Clayman and even Horacle and Reroutes Remain, yes, they would come back. But the ones like Just the Race and and stuff like around that era, no. There's, for me, there's nothing here for those people. But so hey, I'd be surprised. You know, I it's funny that you mention that because Just the Race is my favorite in Flames album, and. Yeah this has made me an inflames fan again yeah i know the state of slow decay would fit perfectly in those albums yeah you think so well, hey. yes I, I just know how i just know how some people are <laughs> especially with this band they, they just hated them for so long metal even fans you're clayman, fickle let's face it they are even when clayman came out there was people saying oh this band sold out already i'm like what? You know, i just don't understand i don't understand i don't get it People fuck you really me. think that you heard people? I don't think that, that. I said I've Clayman? heard people. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, all I've heard is that Clayman's their best album ever made. I disagree with that. Statement. I understand that. I'm just saying. I, I know. I know the people that will fight you for for Clayman being their best album. I know. I've heard people do, do that too, but I, I've also heard the the opposite. People, metal people are weird. I don't know if you noticed. Yes, that. yes, yes, they are. <laughs> kind of like the ones that host this show. Exactly. Yeah, they're the worst. Oh yeah. Um, I hate me. 
<laughs> well, 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 he hate me. I didn't know we we're talking about he XFL. That starts on Saturday, <laughs> sir. That starts on Saturday. Oh, but so like glad you saying, brought up he hate me. <laughs> but like I said, I think more fans of like Clayman, Reroute's Remain era, I think they will like this album more. I think they'd be more open to listen to it. Um, there's enough mix of that era and a little of the newer stuff too. Um, uh, as I've been listening to this album, uh, every song I hear from the start, I keep adding it to my playlists. Uh, there's some really cool moments on the album. The intro, the beginning of All Things Will End is kind of like the beginning of the Master of Puppets uh, with that acoustic guitar thing. And then it slowly kicks into the state of slow decay. Then it gets really fast and thrashy uh, and it's got such a great chorus. I really like how they're uh, blending the growling vocals and the clean vocals on this album. I like the breakdown parts in, in Meet Your Maker. Again, really catchy song. Bleeding Out is more along the line of the stuff from the last few albums, but um, it's still heavy and a great song. Foregone Part 1 was the first song I heard. Uh, and this one I really like. Uh, it's just got a, a, some of the older like Clayman type stuff in here. Uh, it even reminds me of something maybe from Horacle, but uh, it, this one really got me excited to hear this album. And Foregone 2 again goes towards the newer style of the band, but again, it's it's a good song. It works great with the album. Uh, In the Dark continues on with the great choruses. The album ends with two... Uh, the, album great, the album ends great, too, with the song End the Transmission, which I think is kind of like uh, the lighter... One of the lighter songs on this album uh, to end it, but uh, it, it's a it's a great song. There's a lot of really catchy things on this whole entire album. There's really no bad songs. I mean, it kind of does dip with a song here or there um, towards like the middle or towards the endish. But um, I think from beginning to end, I think this is a really great In Flames album. And I think a lot of those people that gave this band shit for many years, they better give this album a try and let us know what they think, uh, James. Um, as a, as a fan of, especially, uh, well, I've, you know, started listening to them. Uh, I was right, right during a soundtrack to your escape and come clarity, uh, is when I really became fans of this band. So for me, uh, Clayman reroutes remain soundtrack to your escape and come clarity are kind of like where I got into end flames and it's been my thing. And I'll tell you what, slow state of decay, meet your maker bleeding out. Those songs just were, I'm like, oh God, they went back to Clay Man. Hell yeah, let's freaking go. Let's, you know, keep this same thing. Then I remember there was Foregone on there. And I was like, oh <laughs> crap, here we go. Because, um, and I love Come Clarity. I've even told Lou this that Come Clarity is my favorite um, in Flames album. I've always loved it for some reason. It just, mm-hmm. it hits me. It, it, it just, I guess, because I was going, when I, when I was at that age, uh, when that thing came out, I was going through those complex emotions. And uh, but even like for me, pure light of mind and great deceiver are just I don't like it. They weren't my favorite uh parts. Uh dialogue of B flat minors when it starts picking right back up for me. And then uh Ceno Shear and End of Transmission are really, really good endings because End of Transmission is a freaking awesome song. That song that's that is a, one of the better let's end it out with a bang songs I've heard in a while. And um, I think it is, I think it is more of a throwback uh, album. I think it does sound more like where I where I would say the ones I enjoyed, which was you know that that Clayman type sound where it's a little it's really fast, really pushing. Almost sounds like a uh, I'll take a take a page from our, our friend Jose saying that it sounded like Dragon Ball Z fight music uh, <laughs> times. So. Um, I really enjoy the album. I, this, this is probably one. This, this is already top album of the year for me because it's just it's a eight we're in February, but uh, I think it's a really good album. Yeah, yeah. This is the I, I, I agree with that too. I think this it's it's one of, it's a top contender to album of the year. Except there's another band coming out with an album this year, so it's, it's gonna. Well, be I tough. mean, I mean, outside of this band <laughs> called Severed Angel, I mean, you know, we can't we we're, we're biased we're biased judges here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Black Jamal says, excellent album. I was just listening to the album before this live stream and the hater's going to hate, but he loves Siren Charms. So um, Like what you like, brother. It's all good. Lo- lo- love what you love, man. Yeah. Um, my uh, Also, immediately after listening to this uh, album for the second time, I immediately had to throw on, for some reason, I just got the craving to listen to Fear Factory Archetype again. I was going to mention, I, I 
this album kind of has Fear Factory vibes to it a little bit. Yeah, so I immediately had to throw on my favorite Fear Factory album, which is Archetype, and just blast it out. That's funny. Wow. That's, that's your favorite the one. The one Fear Factory album that does not have Dino on it. You yeah. that's your favorite one? Yes. I just think I just think it's the most perfect album they've made. It, it is, is a good album. It is so strong. I saw that to tour. They were awesome. So all right, Lou. What about you? Sorry, we uh, ran out of time. Uh, all right, good night, everybody. <laughs> good night, everyone. Um, just really want to give you a quick idea about how I discovered In Flames. Um, there was a compilation called War Music released by Wrong Again Records. Um, it had a, a bunch of Swedish melodic death metal bands on it. In Flames was one of them. Biosphere was on that from the Subterranean EP. Heard it, loved it. This was um, spring 1999. Summer 1999, Colony came out. Nuclear Blast sent a copy of it to WSJU, 590 AM, my college radio station. I was a lot rock director. Heard it. I was like, what the hell is this? And I immediately fell in love with them. And then I had to go and discover their back catalog. Um, Clayman came out. That was like the number one album of 2000 uh, for Loud Rock on the on on on, on at our college radio station. Um, for me, In Flames had a perfect four album run with Jester Race, Horacle, Colony, and Clayman. I liked Reroot to Remain. But this was where my bone of contention within Flames occurred. It wasn't the songwriting. It wasn't the performances. It was the production. Mm -hmm. It was hard to listen to it. It sounded like it was being pressed in a steam mat. Like it just, <laughs> it, 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 it didn't. I was just. Soilwork released my favorite album of 2002, which was Natural Born Chaos, produced by Devin Townsend. And to me, that had like, the best production at the time compare we roots and remain to that it complete apples and oranges and you know again i'm not knocking the songs on it i just don't like the way that it sounds and I had the same problem with soundtrack to your escape come clarity that was my tipping point. that was probably the last in flames album i really enjoyed but i had seen them in concert in 2000 at lamore with of all bands Earth Crisis, Skin Lab, and Walls of Jericho. Can you make <laughs> sense of that? Can you make sense of that? In Flames and Earth Crisis. Uh, no, no, I can't. I can't even like it's with them and Walls of Jericho. Just, I, I just, I, the 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 dichotomy of styles there, where you know, Walls of Jericho, she's bouncing off the freaking walls like a pinball, and you know, then then literally here comes freaking you know In Flames that sounds like that with a song literally called Pinball Map, right, and then. And then they're they're all on the ground. <laughs> Candace was great though. She totally threw down live. Oh, she was oh, awesome. She's, she's freaking awesome live. I saw her in Charleston, South Carolina once on just a random show, and she was freaking all, everywhere. But you know, it's just funny that you had the uh, kings of New York, uh, vegan, straight edge, you know, hardcore, with a Swedish band who profess their love for alcohol every chance that they get. What a dichotomy. Um, and then I saw them on Ozfest 2005. Um, yeah, it, they were good, but it was the PNC Bank Art Center. It's hard to see bands, you know, mm -hmm. on the main stage. You got idiots in front of you standing. I'm like, great, I got to stand behind the tall one. So I couldn't see anybody. But then I saw them on Gigantor 2008, and they were great. Um, that was the last time I saw them, saw them in concert. I think I saw um, them, too. Um... I think they were playing with Iced Earth. Was it In Flames, Jag Panzer, and Iced Earth? Yes, and I missed In Flames. Yeah, all right. That was at WWE The World. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, was yeah, I missed Jag Panzer and In Flames. I was so pissed, but it, Iced Earth put on a good show. Um, they all did. That was an awesome show. Uh, the, yeah, the, thanks the for rubbing is, it in. The funny thing <laughs> you're saying probably about the best show the, I've seen Ozfest, my whole life. Oh, five. <laughs> you know, you, and, you, and the funny thing about 06 is guess who was on for, on Ozfest of 06? Walls of Jericho. The, I missed them that one too. Anyway, um, so you know, I I had fallen out of 
favor with in flames, but I appreciated them for what they did give us. And then Wayne, you out of the blue said, let's review the new in flames album. And there was no reluctance on my end. And I'm glad that there wasn't because I think this is their best album since Clayman. Whoa. Okay. That's, that's some big words there, buddy. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I have nothing bad to say about this record. So uh let me see uh beginning of all things that will end really good intro surprise they put this in the beginning considering a lot of their instrumental interludes are right in the middle mm. but it actually uh fits pretty well state of slow decay killer opening track that reminds me of blinded by fear by at the gates from their slaughter of the soul album uh definitely has uh reminiscence of in flames from the lunar strain subterranean just race period and that's an interesting point because the primary songwriter of those albums, Jesper Stromblad, is not in the band anymore. Right. In fact, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. None of the members of In Flames from Lunar Strain are on this record. No, yeah, I, yeah, I forgot Anders came in after uh, Lunar, uh, the Lunar Strain, right? Yeah, th- this, so basically they're the Swedish Sepultura where no original members are still in the band anymore. <laughs> They're Svengatora. Um, Svengatora. He can say that he's <laughs> Swedish. It's okay, people. Uh, George has uh, joined the chat, by the way. Oh, hey, George. Yes, hey, you Jorge. Jorge. So big up to Bjorn and Anders for carrying the torch. Meet your maker. Saw the video for this, and I really liked it, and I love the song. Here's where I noticed Chris Broderick, formerly of Megadeth, Jag Panzer, and Nevermore, is now officially the rhythm guitarist for In Flames. Hmm. Um, this definitely brings the hybrid of old school and new school In Flames together. So good job on that. Bleeding out catchy chorus riffs and a rhythm section that harken back to songs like, like Moonshield and Gyroscope. Just when I ruled this band out, after come clarity, they proved me wrong. Uh, Forgone part one. Can I think we really need to praise the performance of Tanner Wayne, the drummer. Um, he, I think he's a killer drummer that takes the foundation of what Daniel Zenson perfected and kicked it up a notch, Emeril Lagasse style. Bam. Mm-hmm. Um, Foregone Part Two. I'm going to go out of a limb and say that Anders kind of reminds me a little bit of Jonathan Davis from Corn, mm-hmm. and I mean that with respect because mm-hmm. both of them have similar influences. I mean, they're both Depeche Mode fans. And uh, but Anders is definitely a metal singer who's quite chameleon like when he sings. Is he going to scream? Is he going to sing here? He does both. And again, I'm sorry I even ruled out in flames for a second. Great performance overall by the band. But I really have to praise Anders singing. Pure Light of Mine, my favorite song on the album. Here is where I have to praise Howard Benson's production. A guy that made P.O.D., Reveille, Cold, Blindside, Seosin, and My Chemical Romance more accessible than they were before. Who I also he per- did Cold. God. Yeah, he did Cold. Uh, Stupid Girl, that album, You're the Spider. Yeah. yeah, You're the Spider. God, I love that album, too. And he also produced Motorhead and Pretty Boy Floyd. It's a pretty interesting uh, resume <laughs> out there. It's getting a little bit not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> but he really honed in in Flames' musicianship and gave it the life that I feel like it, it's been really missing since Clayman. Mm-hmm. Um, the Great Deceiver. Have I said there hasn't been one song on this album that hasn't sucked yet? Good, because mm-hmm. they don't disappoint with this one either. In the Dark. Where the hell has all this greatness been hiding for the past 20 plus years? A dialogue in B-flat minor, my second favorite track on the album, has a bit of the bounce of Only for the Week and the ferocity of Pinball Map. Once again, showcases Anders' talents while giving us sweet guitar harmonies. Um, How'd you pronounce this? Sinusure? Sinusure. Thank you. Sinusure, 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 yeah. Dinosaur, got it, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the first perfect album of 2023? Quite possibly. And the transmission. Is this the first perfect album of 2023? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, uh, only, I only have one complaint about uh, this album. What's that? How come Chris Broderick isn't soloing on any of the songs? Oh, I mean, because Bjorn has to have that little, that little, that little solo in it. Yeah. You mean a little solo in everything? <laughs> I yes. mean, he, I, Chris Broderick, I, one of the best guitarists in the genre, 
cutting his teeth in bands like Jag Panzer, Nevermore, Megadeth, and he's relegated a rhythm guitarist. That's how is that possible? But if that's my only complaint, then it speaks to the strength of the band as a whole, because this is, in my opinion, the best in Flames album since Clayman. And I'm glad to have given it a fair listen. You know, I'm glad you brought up that dialogue of B flat minor bringing in oil only for the week because that's exactly what I, the song I was thinking of yeah, when I was comparing it to. Because I was just like, yeah. oh, this is only for the week, which is what, which is by far my favorite uh, in flame song. So yeah, let me let me tell you the, the equivalence of seeing them perform that in a bar in a club like Lamore in Brooklyn was equivalent to Muse playing Knights of Cydonia at the Izod Center in East Rutherford, New Jersey. I felt the ground shake. <laughs> I, so the only time I've ever heard Only for the Week live was from their uh, Live at Sticky Fingers uh, album. Mm-hmm. And my God, I wanted to be in that crowd so bad. It, I'm glad to say I was in one of those crowds and it was awesome. Great feeling. And also, I, I also like with Anders, like I, I swear they had changed singers the past few albums. I was just not a big fan of what he was doing. And I thought he had, I thought they had changed singers because I was like, this isn't the same guy that was in Clayman and Clum Clarity and, you know, all these other, you know, I was like, how's this the same singer? Honestly, I'm genuinely surprised that his voice has held up after all these years. I mean, there's very few guys in the melodic death metal genre that you could say still sound as good today as they did then. You know, I could think of Bjorn from Soilwork. I could think of Thomas Lindbergh from At The Gates. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though they're more Viking death metal, they're still melodic as hell. And I got to give that respect to Jonah Hegg of Amonomarth as well. So, you know, the fact that Anders, who can scream like a motherfucker, I'm not going to lie. I mean, the fact that his voice is still held up and still sounds as good on an album in 2023, considering the first song I heard him on is from 1996. Good on him. Well, you know why that is. It's all that wonderful honeymead they make up there in Sweden. Oh, uh, the black Jamal Jamal said only for the week. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Such a sick song to see performed live. Oh, yes, God. it is. I could only imagine. I want to see it. I, I mean, di- I'd probably die and get hypothermia, get like hyperventilate after five jumps. But hey, <laughs> it's a mainstay <laughs> for them. I think if you saw them, like you, they, they would perform it. Yeah. I, I just, I just, I just know the crowd would go ballistic for that and pinball map. I just, you know, just freaking not play those songs. Yeah, you know, it's funny though because uh, a guitarist that I, I interviewed um, on my podcast a couple of years ago, um, Adnan Suleiman, um, in Flames was one of his biggest influence, and both of us said the same thing. Our favorite in Flames solo was done by Christopher Amat, who uh, Christopher Amat, who was in arch enemy at the time he did a suburban me and we were like that's the solo that made us like die hard in flames fans so (laughs) of course it had to be the one guy that was from arch enemy not from in flames (laughs) had to be the german guy not the swedish guy (laughs) but let me guys let me ask you guys this question i mean you know anyone who's been a fan of In Flames as long as we have. We know that Jesper Stromblad was the founder of the band and the primary songwriter. And, you know, he hasn't been in the band since about 2010. You know, um, I think he was relieved of his duties due to um, alcohol abuse. Right. Um, and I, I don't know if it's fair to say that the band suffered because of it, but there's no suffering on this album without him. So, yeah. I mean, I want to ask you guys what you thought about that. I, I definitely can tell the pain of like songs like My Sweet Shadow and everything and Come Clarity is the, those type of like really deep, heavy dealing with something, you know, and trying to lash out or just not there. That, that is true. I don't, I, I, I agree with that. Hmm. Yeah, I just I, this the songwriting suffered, you know, the music suffered and everything suffered, I think, last with him still in the band dealing with his stuff. So 
I hate to say that I'm glad he's not there because you know this this album's awesome and maybe it wouldn't be if he was there, you know. But um, they're obviously doing really good without him, so I, I'm fine with him not being in the band. I'm fine with there not being any original people in the band. It's 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 fine. Yeah, but I, I like other bands without original members anyway. So it's it is what it is. But I guess that's the crazy thing because this album holds up with that golden era. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. of in flames and none of the songs were written by him yeah yeah, yeah. that's weird but and yeah, maybe, maybe it took him a while to figure out what they were going how they were going to do things like that you know so you know that the, the when you have that guy who has single songwriting maybe you know that when he's not there you know the songwriting does suffer for a while mm. so until you get your own voice and get your own ideas out there well, they definitely uh, bounced back from this. Um, Wayne, what did you think of Tanner Wayne's drumming? Uh, he's he's awesome. How long has he been in the band? I I mean, I, I'm a fan of this band, but I don't know the members because they're always changing. I feel like there's always new people coming in and out of this band. So how long has he been in the band for? Um, Fairly recently. All right. No, he's 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 awesome. I, and he came from the band <laughs> Scary Kids Scaring Kids. I'd never heard of it. Yeah, let's. Uh, he yeah, joined. Let's he joined in 2018. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's not that uh, old in the band, but uh, yeah, no, he's good. He fits in perfectly with the band. You know, it sounds like one of the older drummers to me, anyway. So it he works perfect. Yeah, and everybody Chris, does. And yeah, I didn't even know Chris Brock because I didn't even open the booklet on this on the CD that I have, and I didn't even know Chris Brock was in the band. Neither did I up until a couple of months ago. I think someone pointed it out. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. And, and I'm a, I was a fan of his uh, the other band that he uh, came out with after he left Megadeth. Um, um, Not Act of Defiance. Yeah, yep, yep, uh, it is Act of Defiance. Okay. Yeah, they were a pretty cool band. I thought they were really good. So he fits in, you know, perfectly with the In Flames. So. Yeah, he, I, I love Kiko Loyero. Don't get me wrong. I think he's great for Megadeth now. But I mean, at the time, I thought Chris was the best replacement post Marty Friedman that they had so yeah the song still didn't hold up with him in the band though do you think they hold up better now with kiko yeah okay I, fair enough that sounds a lot better now than they did when chris was in the band and that that had anything to do with chris at all you know that's that's dave mustaine's uh, problem but uh i just think what they're doing now although i didn't really care for the problem it, it is <laughs> It's not but, a Broderick uh, problem. It's a Bastane problem. <laughs> Dystopia was really, really good. Uh, the last album, I, I, I got to listen to it a little bit more. I didn't like it as much. You know? Oh, no. no. The, the... But uh, definitely this In Flames album kicks ass uh, over any making it album. You know, any newer stuff. I wouldn't go as far as the older stuff. But uh... I was going to say, like, I, 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 I don't know how far I can go there, buddy. <laughs> I'll catch <laughs> like myself. In, the newer I Megadeth. like In Flames, but I mean... <laughs> newer Megadeth. Newer Megadeth. It's better than newer Megadeth. Um, so, yeah, I, I really suggest, even if you don't like In Flames and you, you're not really crazy about death metal or, or any kind of like growling vocals or anything, check at least check the album out because I think you'll like it. Because I wasn't always a huge fan of this stuff. And they just they add so much mel- melodies and melodic vocals and, and just melodic guitar stuff in there. It's just there's so much stuff in there. If you like metal, you're going to you have to like this album. I, I can't see you not liking this album. And it's a funny thing. I, I made a post on um, TikTok and I put uh, a picture that I bought this album and I gave people a poll. I said, your opinion on the new in flames. And I put uh, the album I wanted. Uh, no, the album I waited for. Or still the same garbage. Eighty percent picked still the same garbage, and only twenty percent picked the album I waited for. So it really shocks me that people still are hating in flames. Eighty well, percent of you are stupid. Yeah, eighty percent of them didn't listen to it. I think I clicked that just for funsies. It's it's quite possible people just see in flames and, and just remember you know the the bad stuff or whatever. I don't know, but those eighty percenters better get their act together. Or I will find you. <laughs> Sometimes well, majority I mean, rules. Some, not... some, some of us, some of us, you know, actually got to listen to the album. You know, because I think when you did that at the time, I, I could not access the album, so all I was listening to, and because I, I didn't understand the entire uh, um, layout of how they were going to do the whole album, yeah. I think I had just listened to Foregone Part Two, and I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Yeah, I didn't think it fit. You know, the the I think it was, I thought it was going to be the same old guard. You know, the same old 
last few album garbage and i was just like Ugh. yeah but i don't know i want like i said i heard foregone part one and i'm like damn they're doing old stuff now so it's foregone part one was good i was like okay that's good and then i was like okay that's bad <laughs> i think i think this 80 percent is proof that sometimes majority rule is not always the right choice no it's not especially on tiktok i don't know what you people on tiktok are doing what you, what are you smoking over there tiktok um and if anything? you're doing the tide pods please finish the box thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh god um yeah that's too uh, soon <laughs> no Why, I, I think, I think, be careful with that one that one's an antique <laughs> uh all right um I, I guess that's it i mean go buy the in flames album for gone no no dead seriously if you if you listen to the the singles and thought i don't know actually listen to the album because the album is very good and i think they actually picked some of i think they could have picked some other songs to do their actual singles off of mm. because um they're really good some of the songs are really good actually the videos are kind of cool too i don't know if you watched the actual videos i have not watched the videos yet no, the videos are kind of cool I don't, I, I don't think they're really band involved but they're like scenes of like these people doing things and stuff it's pretty cool I saw, like ghost i saw the video for meet your maker it was pretty good it was a performance video but the the lighting and the cinematography were really good mm. so I, the, the the last good like you know live band playing a live song that i've watched uh was um cold rain uh doing uh mayday was but it's a Japanese band that sings in English because mm. the singer's American. And yeah, those guys, those guys go do actually pushing new metal into an actual good, I think a better direction. I don't think new metal and uh, good direction should be in the same sentence. Well, uh, you know what? You could be wrong about that, <laughs> sir. Go listen to some more no, Halloween. I will. I'm glad I'm a hybrid of a fan of both genres so you know i can find good in both i mean there, there is some okay stuff in there uh, i mean i think you know the ginger gets lumped in as new metal which i think is that's kind of odd but that that is odd because i don't see them as new metal uh spirit box yeah mm. that i can't believe really I, I mean i love spirit box but that's just i do we ever review that album <laughs> yes we did remember i put that as my favorite album last year we didn't do right. a new one though the new one the, the new one the new one hasn't been fully fleshed out yet they're still they're still dropping singles yeah. okay wow some bands are already on their second album i know right working on the third <laughs> well actually you know i was really mad i saw a video they did the coheed and cambria uh cruise last year and i would have been like how, how great would it have been just to freaking be waking up and being on the cruise next thing you know here comes <laughs> uh courtney freaking just yelling her brains out actually i think Kobe just announced a tour for the summer as well so they'll be touring very cool um all right so that that's the end of the show i think yeah i mean you know sorry you're gonna be with us manny and uh greg we miss yeah. you but i think uh, manny manny missed out on a good album i think he would enjoy it greg i don't know you know what i think i think you know even as curmudgeon as greg can be i think that <laughs> Well, wait, 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 am, I, am I lying? Am no, I lying by calling I plead a the fifth. Cur- yeah, because you know I'm not lying. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I, I, we love you, Greg. I'm just saying you're a little curmudgeon um, I think even he, he would like some of the songs. Yeah, I don't think he would have liked all of them, but I think he would have liked a few of them. He might have liked the ones that I didn't like because they're more that the melodic death metal stuff. Yeah, I don't know how Greg feels about melodic death metal. Um, you know... I, I don't think I've ever heard him praise um, at the gates. I don't think I've ever, I don't even think I've ever heard him praise um, Fear Factory, even with the manufacturer. I don't, I don't think I he's don't a think fan of that, that, no, uh, so. that era. Not at all. I don't think so anyway. As far as I mean, me, I love melodic death metal. I mean, it's practically influenced my whole writing style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, cool. yeah, I enjoy melodic death metal. I enjoy flames so i mean i knew i was you know i was hoping that they'd go back to their old their roots and man am i glad they went back to their old roots because gosh bless this was an awesome album yeah well they did uh, stays they did say they set out to do a metal album this time so mission accomplished hopefully that's not the last they do one Uh, let let, let them let them young kids that are you know their hula hoops and dan fogelberg do the uh, metalcore stuff okay you forgot their pac-man video games (laughs) 
hula hoops. Uh, but uh, another band that has a, an album coming out, May 2nd, by the way, uh, Severed Angel. And uh, what? Tell you, you guys yeah. are actually coming out with an album finally? Yeah, yeah, officially, we got official street date of May 2nd. Allegedly May 2nd? No, no definitely May 2nd. Definitely May 2nd. <laughs> and I tell everybody to go to, uh, to uh, severedangel.com, but there's no website yet. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, they uh, will be soon. So go to our link tree. Go to link tree. Which is really stupid. L I N dot K. No, no, how you do no. that? L I N K T R dot E E forward slash Severed Angel. Dumbest thing ever. Uh, yeah, so go to do that. And everything's on there. And um, go check out our singles. And um, pretty soon. You guys just drop a new video on Severed Angel because you guys doing a bunch of goofy covers. Well, we did a, a Dio cover. Yes. Yeah. Talking about, we talking never about, got around to recording video for that, so Wayne yeah. just threw a bunch of Dio pictures together. Yeah, probably to make fantastic. Yeah, I figured, hey, it's a it's a Dio song. You know, it was kind of like around his uh, anniversary, uh, his death anniversary, I think it was, or his birthday. Neither. It was Neither. his um, it was the release of his movie. Yeah. We oh, tried whatever. to uh, jump in on the algorithm for Dio. No, but I, I think it was an anniversary though. <laughs> One of the oh, two. it was forty <laughs> years of Holy Diver. Oh, I, don't, I don't think that's what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter. I, I am it, it doesn't matter. Any it day is matter. a day to celebrate the life of Ronnie James Dio, okay? But uh, Unless yeah. you're Vivian Campbell, because you just, you know, got I thought the best thing to do was do some pictures, so it came out pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there will be no, uh, no, no. What am I talking about? Never mind. I don't want to give that away. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we, uh, have, we, we can't release that. The big bosses have to release that. Yeah. I know what you're going to say. No, you don't know what I was going to say because I don't even know what I was going to say. Uh, but yeah, that's not May the first 2nd, time. <laughs> May 2nd, Seven Angels coming out, debut album. Um, so yeah, we'll let you know when uh, and where you can buy that. And, 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 and before any of you guys ask, yes, even I have to pay for this damn thing. Yeah, you have to pay for it. Actually, you have to pay double. Probably. I deserve it, though. You do. You, do. you deserve to pay double? Yeah. He's pretty cheap. Uh, <laughs> hey, I will let you know. I played for, I paid for that Splinter Throne album, sir. <laughs> I know, and so did Luke. Soon to being your local discount <laughs> bin for one dollar. Severed Angel, brand new copy. Oh uh, no, 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 that, no! That thing is going straight to uh, McKay's books, and you're going to hear like this whole new freaking underground of Knoxville loving you guys. So you guys have to come down here. I'm going to force Severed Angel to do a tour down here for some reason. Well, Make unfortunately, we're not doing Rock and Pod this year. Hopefully, Chris Sinzak will have us come next year. <laughs> yeah, that was the plan for this year. It just didn't happen. Uh, we'll have to plan better for that. Actually, we should do a GoFundMe. And anybody watching this show, let me know. Is that a good idea to have a GoFundMe to get us to go to Rock and Pod? Because it's, you know, it's uh, yeah, not sir, free. Sir, instead of using GoFundMe, actually use what the uh, true Chad of podcasts uses. You make a Patreon. Patreon. Whatever. I don't care. Just give us money and we'll go. Give us <laughs> Give us money. We are no rats out review to the quest for more money. <laughs> but there is good news though. We're at 894 subs right now. We are. We so we are 106 away from monetization. So thank you to everyone who's been subscribing. And remember yeah. that a thousand subscribers is going to get the greatest Def Leppard cover CD ever made with some Def Leppard karaoke intact. <laughs> karaoke. Jim Creenioke. So hit that subscribe button. God bless. James, what's going on with your other podcast? Uh, well, uh, no huddle. We're going to be uh, taking a slight break only because um, I will have to be, um, I'll be indisposed for the next few weeks taking care of uh, my my wife. She has uh, she has to go in for surgery. So I'll be, uh, be doing the uh, good husband stuff and, and being on, by her side. Because you know we stand by stand by our woman, like the other great Patsy Klein said. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, we're going to be coming back. Uh, especially, well, we're also waiting to do schedule release dates, so that we actually have to wait for three other conferences of college football to actually release their schedule for next year, and so that we can actually talk about it. And then we're going to be doing uh, season reviews during uh, July, and then uh, that'll roll right into the new college football season. Oh. Sounds exciting. And uh, all the best to your wife. I'm glad you're doing the Briscoe thing and uh, manning up. Good stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Rest in peace. 
Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that Briscoe thing. No. Oh, boo. Sorry. Too soon. Sorry. Too he would have liked that. He would have liked it. Uh, you think Jay you? probably would have thought that'd be funny yeah. as hell. <laughs> and then throw a dead chicken at you. <laughs> he would throw a dead chicken at you. And then while Mark's eating something behind you, behind him doing that. Terry Funk ain't wearing no damn mouthpiece. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lou? What do you got going on? What do I got going on? Uh, well, oh, I knew I was going to regret asking you. Come on. Uh, well, I, <laughs> well, I I will actually have a fun uh, itinerary of events to go to. Um, I just uh, for my wife's birthday, we're going to go check out Peter Pan Goes Wrong on Broadway. So I'm looking forward to that. That's a uh, it's based on a British uh, comedy group where. They purposefully put it this way. If the show goes right, it's not a good show. Everything literally goes wrong. Uh, it's it's the same group that does the BBC goes wrong show. It's it's very, very funny. And uh, I'm going to uh, Metallica this summer with Pantera Legacy, because I can't call it Pantera, mm-hmm. and Mammoth WVH. And I'm going to... Uh, Ghost in the Monomarth. So that's pretty cool. And uh, looking forward to Decay and Decadence, which is going to be at Shaker's Pub in Oakdale, which I'll be performing a couple of songs at on March 18th, Saturday. Um, I'm actually going to be playing (laughs) an interesting selection of covers. Uh, Tommy the Cat by Primus. Nice. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, From Out of Nowhere by Faith No More. I know I'm doing a fourth song, a third song, but the fourth song, <laughs> James, you may get a kick out of this. High Enough by Damn Yankees. Oh, so I'm going to go full news. How can I oh. do this anymore? I, I want to get the flaming bow and arrow. <laughs> and <laughs> Everyone thought that whole album was going to be the greatest thing ever. And then here comes freaking Ted Nugent in like a zebra carcass cape. I amazing guitar player but definitely 11 on the spinal tap uh uh scale you know there's the muda scale this is the spinal tap scale i mean i mean i mean you know they keep it costly at 11 i mean he is he is he's a 12 he is he is he is at the spinal tap drummer uh level of wacky this is (laughs) the aristocrats (laughs) <laughs> oh my god truer words never spoken and uh you know and then we're trying to plan the regular release show for the severed angel album so yeah, not we need what do you mean that's not gonna happen i'll make it happen uh, we'll see what happens well let's make see what happens ha- at make the next it happen rehearsal. captain uh yeah so um besides that uh, there might be another show coming onto the network um they're called grave crimes uh it's a friend of mine uh that i've known for a while but uh, she started doing a she actually they did a podcast like a couple years ago and then they stopped and then they're doing it again murder it's porn kind of, it, no it's not murder porn but it's oh. about you know like uh kind of like a ghost story type you know like a murder type story thing yeah so, uh, yeah murder porn murder porn murder porn Investigative murder porn. porn, sir. Watch the damn South Park episode. You used to have a pod- podcast with South Park people on the show. Ask them what investigative murder porn is. All right, I'll ask them. I never watched South Park, so I don't know. What do you mean you never watched South Park? I, like an episode here and there, but I never. I was never a South Park a South Park fan. They literally did the greatest the greatest tribute to having corn on their show by making them do Scooby Doo the entire time. That was awesome. <laughs> oh wait, uh, James, what's that genre called where it's like they do fictional horror stories? Um, you know what I'm, you know what yeah. it's called? Ah, crap! I forget what you're talking. Um, are you talking about creepy pasta? Creepy pasta, yeah. Is it, it's not like creepy pasta type stuff, is it, Wayne? No, that they actually talk about events that happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay, so it's not a creepy pasta. So creepy pasta. We'll 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 get with that on on, off air, there, (laughs) sir. I'll I'll teach you the ways of the internet. No, this is Uh, like this is like our show, but they're talking about haunted things and and murders. Okay, investigative murder porn. Got it. 
So Lou, your your BBC gone wrong thing is that sounds more like the what the Upright Citizens Brigade did did speed or did a uh, point break, but they made the main character uh, someone out of the crowd who did Keanu Reeves the entire time. I never watched Upright Citizens Brigade, so I really have nothing to compare it to. I would just suggest that um, if you have Amazon Prime, um, check out. The goes the goes wrong show. It's very very funny. Anyway, sorry we completely driven this off the rails, but uh, yes, go Wayne. Wayne has some homework to do. He needs to go look at creepy pasta in Gorefield, and uh, and uh, Lou needs to watch up upright citizens brigade this point break with the random cast member. And you have homework to do. Take care of wifey. Yeah, that's 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 just a normal job though. Good man. And I have to go pee. And we will see you guys in at well, I'll just say at 10 p.m. Eastern. We are doing the King Diamond podcast. You've got Lisa 40, Mann. you've got 40 minutes. 40 minutes. So Lisa Mann, Ralph Vieira, Greg Noggle, me, uh, Bobby Leatherlungs Lucas from the band Attacker, and uh, Al Ravage from the band Ravage will be talking about King Diamond, the puppet master. So join us for that. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be our first live show. So you can join the chat and tell us what you think of the album. So that'll be a lot of fun. Just like on this chat, it was a lot of fun. Black Jamal joining and Timeless Bassist joining in as well. Uh, you know, I, I, f- I feel like you might have some connections with that Timeless Bassist guy. He Don't forget the Black really... Jamal one. He's, I said Black Jamal. He, he, he said Black oh, he Jamal one. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, you did. My bad. Never mind. Right, bad so loop. Again, thanks everybody for watching. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. What are you waiting for? Do it now or I'll find you and I will kill you. Until then, bye-bye. Demony.